Our world continues to change and push us in ways we have not been challenged before. On this show, we talk about these challenges, how to be aware of them, face them, and overcome them in your life. This is David Waldus, creator of the Align Living System. And I'm Nick Musica, Align Living Coach. Welcome to the Align Living System Podcast. I'm curious what your thoughts are on the future of long-term relationships. I read somewhere that today's day and age, most people have two to three significant um, long romantic relationships, whereas, you know, hundred years ago mm-hmm. it was really you married someone for life yeah. and so there's no judgment functionality just, to it before yeah that is true yes mm-hmm. and now obviously with women having different roles than they did mm-hmm. back then and so i am curious though with the way our children are being raised with mm-hmm. an immediacy of mm-hmm. the gratification if they're if we're lo- if they're losing a sense of sticking through things mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of jumping ship too yeah, quickly, yeah, yeah a- a- absolutely. And that immediate gratification piece too, right? It's like, uh, how are you how are you making me feel better now? Um, you know, versus you know, how can we support this? How can we work through this? And and I, I think there's going to be you know, again, duality consciousness, right? Overcorrection. Where it used to be all about functionality, you just stuck with it no matter what. Um, you know, you just learned to shut down and sacrifice and 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 all that. And then it, you know, it's evolved into you know, we're seeing more and more relationships are asking the question of you know, how are we supporting each other? What are we bringing out in each other? What what's in this for each of us? And and does that make sense? And and we can look at it from that perspective that says you know, maybe two souls are meant to come together for a certain point point part of time point in time. Uh, time period to grow and evolve in some way to discover our own restrictions to break free from them to discover our own gifts and to enhance them and then maybe that completes and you know the soul contract is complete and then a, a you know another period goes comes along and then there's another opportunity for another growth and expansion another uh level of self and I, and I think that's all absolutely part of it when we look at it at a soul level like when I look at my marriage I never would have thought that it was a temporary thing you know I mean Granted, being together for 28 years, you, well, that's still temporary, you know, but I never would have thought it would have evolved into, you know, us both needing something different, but it, it did. And that's that's the reality of it. Um, and I don't think we can be inside of a relationship going, oh, this is great. Let's enjoy it while we have it. You know, it's like, we, you know, I think we need to be in that full commitment. Um, and at a certain point, it may, we may discover that our soul contract is completing um, and, and it's time to move forward, you know, looking at it from a higher perspective. And, and so your question about the immediacy, the, the um, I need to feel a certain way now type thing, you know, a- absolutely. And I, I think so many relationships are going to be about that. And I, and I think, you know, we're seeing people getting married later. You know, we're, we're seeing relationships, you know, have people having many, many, many relationships before they would commit um, to a marriage. And I think that that's all part of it, that sorting through. And and I and I think ultimately the evolution is going to be recognizing each other at a soul level, and when we've really developed that, you know, it can feel a lot less personal, you know, what it is that we're each bringing, you know, because we're we're there's 
two dimensions to our reality, right? We're living in this human self and we're living in this higher self and this, this more soul contract place. And the more we have an awareness of that, the more we can go like, oh, wow, this is really beautiful how we're coming together and what we're bringing to each other. Um, and we may not have a sense of whether that's, you know, till death do us part or whether that's, you know, until next month, but, but, but the, the value of the soul is coming together, um, and being the perfect person for us, the perfect soul, the perfect agreement for us to develop in whatever way for us to, um, feel, be restricted in whatever way so that we can create a hunger for that development. Like it, it all feels, you know, like this incredible dance is happening. And, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, and just the way it's being shown to me is, is that there are people in, that we're meant to connect with in each lifetime. And, you know, oh, this is fine. I haven't seen this in a little while. Uh, is that, you know, when we continue to move through life, we get more experiences. When we get stuck and shut down somewhere, you know, maybe there's a whole life that was available to us in this lifetime that we didn't keep moving along the path so we didn't experience it. And, and so I think this is part of it. It's, it's, it's when we look at soul contracts, some of it's like, well, this is when this happens. And, you know, it's set in, you know, like October 3rd, 2025, this is going to happen. It's going to create this transformation. And then you're going to do this. But a lot of it too is, you know, it's like how far down the through this book, through the story, are you going to read? You know, and, and some of it, some of us leave that book on our nightstand <laughs> for years, you know, and we just kind of stop moving forward. And, you know, there may be a, a preordained catalyst for that move, but often people only experience so much of their life that's available to them because at some point they just kind of shut down or they let things simmer. They don't, they don't seize the opportunities that's in front of them. So while I absolutely believe there's a soul contract and there's a lot of preordained stuff, there's also this personal responsibility and this, and this really availability in front of us of more and more life that we can live if we continue to pursue it rather than getting complacent or shut down um, in those choice points of, do I just let myself kind of dim out and, and, and just get complacent? Or do I go, you know what, I'm still alive and I still have this vitality in me that seeks more and a deeper understanding of myself and greater soul development. And when I leave that on, like we get to experience more and more of the path that's available to us. And so I, I think that that will play a role as more and more people are experiencing that of, of the understanding. And, and I think the idea of, you know, breaking up or staying together will have a different feeling to it um, as people are more and more in that higher place, because it's not about I wasn't enough or they weren't enough. It's about the perfection of things playing out. This is what we were here to teach each other. This is how we we're here to help each other grow, whether it was through shutting down or inviting each other into expansion. And there's a beauty in that. And there's also a beauty in the next phase. Um, and, and so I, I think that we're in a place where absolutely, we're, you know, we're seeing more shorter relationships and people jumping out of them. And, and at what point do they get confronted with themselves and go, okay, shit, this, you know, obviously I can't have 50 bad partners. It can't be all them. Um, you know, what do I need to develop? And, you know, I, I, I think that as more and more of us are coming online and, and activated in a way where we have more guidance, um, that's just going to come into resolution because it has to. And then more people will have more deep relationships that are about completing these soul contracts, um, whether they're meant to be again till death do us part, or whether they're meant to be through a period of time. Um, but there's a beauty in it rather than, um, you know, a sense of like, well, that didn't work.
(laughs) (laughs) Yes, one of my favorite things to do is to bring playfulness into arguments because (laughs) it, it desensitizes it for one. And then it's like what you're alluding to of okay honey what are you trying to teach me right now because clearly (laughs) i'm supposed to learn a lesson here yeah and having more of that appreciation yeah yeah and and it's like instead of like you bastard or you you asshole or you bitch or whatever it's like this like hmm oh wow what's being reflected right here how am i responding what's going on for me and uh you know it, it is like i just keep being shown that whole piece of when we allow for that transformation, you know, maybe that relationship can continue into that next level that we in the past may have, maybe have, would have had to have left that relationship in order to achieve it. Meaning like, you know, I've just been trying to get you to be adventurous. I've just been trying to get you to be more self-reflective or, you know, whatever it is that you've been wanting in the partner, like that when we are that much more playful and in touch with our soul purpose and not in this defensive place, it can transform into those things. Possibly again, it depends on the soul contract and the individuals and, you know, like all the, you know, the specifics of it. But I, I think that what we're going to find is relationships are, you know, and I think we we see this a lot now, relationships can be so much more transformative. And it used to be like if one person grew, the relationship was probably going to end. And now we're seeing a lot of people growing and sometimes they grow apart. Sometimes they grow together. Sometimes that, you know, they take some time apart and come back together. But it really is about, can this relationship transform into what I need it to be? And that requires both people to be willing to, to do that. And I think we're seeing more and more of that. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, like, and again, it's, it's funny talking to older people, you know, from a, you know, maybe that are in their like 70s or or older, and they're they're they they use the term a failed marriage, and it was funny like um, hearing somebody say that recently. I was like a failed marriage. I'm like interesting. That person had a failed marriage, and it it, it kind of like stirred something to me, like a little bit of resentment, but also kind of made me smile because it was such a generational thing. Like like what if it was a beautiful marriage? What if it was a completed marriage? <laughs> you know, not a, a fail like a, it was, it failed says. It worked. It didn't work. It was right or it was wrong, you know, versus, wow, that, that came to a completion. Okay. Now, you know, now there's something new, but the idea that something was a failure, you know, it's like, you know, I, I went and I learned this and I grew in this, these ways, you know, I thought I was going to create this, but I created that. Oh, so you failed. No, I didn't fail. Like I, I grew, like there was this incredible growth. There was like this, you know, incredible thing that blossomed out of this. So you don't want to admit you failed, <laughs> you <know? laughs> and it's just old thinking, right? And I, and I think that that paradigm, you know, to hear a person who's, who's from a different generation talk about it from that perspective versus somebody who's who's you know in a more dynamic, growth-oriented perspective, like it shocked me when they said it. I was like, oh, I forgot about that perspective. Like um, it just popped in. I was like, wow, okay, that's right. That is a lot of people think that way. Okay, like good reminder. Um, very interesting. Yeah, and I think upbringing and even the way you were raised or the religion or whatever you thought equals success, right? Mm-hmm. Versus yeah. permission to, I don't even like the word fail, but because you're learning. It's just yeah, a continual yeah. evolution. Yeah, fail forward kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you want to use the word fail. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite statements is when you're talking about the adventurous being adventurous in a relationship. And if the other person isn't on board yet is to start being the person that you want to be rather than like this really applies to being single, but I think it can for a couple as well is stop looking for the right person and start being the right person. Yeah, absolutely. And so I have experienced that if like I want a certain aspect and I just start becoming it myself because Mm -hmm. we can have a tendency to put a lot on another person or lose ourselves in the relationship. And so do you have anything around that about maintaining your own sovereignty while yeah, holding yeah. a beautiful space for a relationship. Yeah, and absolutely. And I think there's a sustainability component to that too, because quite often when we are trying to resolve something inside of ourselves, right? There's some, really what you're saying is I'm trying to grow in this way. There's something unresolved here because there's something that I haven't sorted through that's keeping me from growing in that way. Otherwise, I would have already grown in that way. And so when we look to a relationship, which relationships can be fantastic for this, but when we go, I need I need a relationship that's going to teach me this. And really what that is is saying, I'm struggling with the responsibility. I don't know if I can do this by myself. I don't know if I can start living that way. And sure, a relationship can enhance that and, and help it grow massively. Yet when we look to relationships and go, I want this person to, like I've struggled with my self-esteem. I need somebody who loves me so that I can feel my self-esteem. And then generally what happens is like, well, if we haven't been feeling good about ourselves, the the partner we're going to attract is probably not up to par with what we're going to want when we feel good about ourselves. And so we step into the relationship. That person just loves us and thinks we're amazing. And we start to feel good about ourselves. And we go, yeah, I don't think this person's really enough for me. I don't think, you know, I'm feeling good about who I am and I don't find them attractive anymore. And so it's like when we utilize relationships primarily to grow, and we're not taking that responsibility on ourselves, but utilizing the relationship for the growth. Quite often, once we've grown, the relationship has a certain level of incompatibility unless that other person is going to grow as well. But that's often not the case. So it can create these short-term, non-sustainable relationships. And again, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying that it creates, like we're, we're kind of utilizing it as a leverage or a tool to grow. And then once we grow, like the relationship, that was the purpose quite often of it. And again, that's not exclusively how it is. If you're going, shit, that happened in my relationship. Does that mean like, no, it doesn't mean that. It just means that that if that's been the primary purpose and then the other person doesn't grow with you or you grew from it, um, it creates its own dynamics and struggles. And so when we, you know, again, when it comes back to us and our own personal development and and us getting clear about how we want to show up and taking those steps and, and a relationship enhances that, fantastic. But if it takes us from feeling like crap about ourselves to feeling like we're amazing, we're probably not going to want that anymore because now we feel amazing and we were attracted to it when we felt like crap about ourselves. That's a really good example. And I wish somebody would have told me that relationships (laughs) are a place to go that's supposed to be like a playground at times Mm -hmm. and to fall down and get back up and I think there is, and at least being a romanticist and a a woman who watches these fairy tale Disney movies Mm -hmm. and growing up that way that you, it's all, you know, I had a a thought that it's all supposed to be good all the time, like rainbows and sunshine. And, and so once I had the revelation of what you're describing as this place to kind of grow through Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. myself it changed the way I, the expectations that I had. And then suddenly I did have a lot more 
joyful experiences in the relationship. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And when we're trying to stay a certain way and the relationship is teaching us to grow, like the relationship's a problem, you know, uh, as opposed to our own stuckness being the problem uh, or our own partner, our partner's own stuckness. And so, you know, like it's complicated. It takes a lot of discernment. It takes a lot of, you know, because there's often a lot of blame in relationships. There's a lot of, well, this happened because of you. And the other person, well, no, that happened because of you. Well, actually it happened because of us. And so let's look at this, you know, and, and when we can have that, I don't need to defend myself. And, and we can only have that when both people are willing to not be in a defensive stature, but in an exploratory, creative, uh, curious, growth-oriented place. And it's no different than our, when we develop that relationship with ourselves where, you know, when something comes up that we don't like, we, we don't defend it or try to ignore it, but we become curious about it so that we can resolve it and create more and more expansiveness inside of ourselves. And it's no different, like what I'm being shown right now very clearly is when we have that same dynamic in relationships and that same intention where both parties are actually looking for, you know, where's my growth point in this? You know, wh where do we hold the space for us both to move through this and create a more expansiveness in the relationship just because it becomes resolved. Just like for us working through our own shit when we do it internally, you know, you know, I, talk, I think I did a podcast not long ago about the idea that our unresolved stuff is the gatekeeper to our inner world and that expansive feeling inside of ourselves where we feel safe and empowered and expressive. And that's why we need to resolve all this stuff, you know, is so that we can have that freedom internally. Same thing in relationship. When that gets resolved in a relationship, there is this expansiveness and freedom that's available there that just enhances it. And so, um, you know, but when the moment we're in defense or blame, um, you know, and it takes two people to dance that dance. Absolutely. And do you think communication style plays into that or learning how to communicate? Yeah, absolutely. Because we're talking about fostering uh, uh, an environment, right? And so, um, you know, when the environment naturally, you know, and the communication happens that invites people into a safer place, that's absolutely part of it. Uh, and, you know, then there's the responsibility of the person communicating to communicate in that way. And there's also the person, the responsibility of the person to really see you know, what is the person really trying to say to me and not getting triggered? Well, like, well, you know what? Like when a woman says yes and yes means no. And and then sometimes no means maybe. That kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Similar to that, yeah. <laughs> yeah or, or even just the tone, like, you know what? We're trying to resolve this, but you used a tone I don't like. And so now we're going to talk about your tone instead of talking about resolving this, right? And now we have something that we can get stuck on and fight about as opposed to, you know what, that didn't feel good the way you said it. I understand this is where you're coming from and you're triggered. So let's actually focus on what's real here, not getting caught. And, and, you know, people do that in life. They do it in their own personal development. They do it in relationships all the time. We find something to get mad about so we don't need to move forward. You know what? Well, I'm just going to go home. Like, well, wait, so we're not going to do this thing because, you know, I, I, I said something that like, why don't we just talk about like what, what's really happening here? Um, but quite often we use these things. Um, that we get upset about to stop whatever was trying to happen or to protect ourselves or let ourselves shut down. And, uh, you know, when, you know, no matter what, like, I, I would say that this is interesting. This came through not too long ago, um, is the idea that when people have an agenda for where they want to be, no matter what you do and say, they're going to take that and utilize the, the aspects of it, the individual little pieces in order to get themselves to where it is they're trying to go. And I'm talking about that from an emotional perspective. So if a person's trying to be angry 
and you're doing all these great things and you make one little slip up, they're going to utilize that to go to an angry place. If a person's trying to be in a happy, supportive place or an open place and you say something, you have one little slip up, they're going to use the rest of it to, to, you know, to minimize the slip up or the, you know, the part that wasn't as supportive or whatever, and they're going to go to that place. And so when we recognize in ourselves, what is my agenda? Where is it that I'm trying to go to? Where is it? How is it that I truly want to feel? What is it that I'm seeking out? Now, you know, we, we can take charge of that because I think if we're truthful with ourselves, you know, we're annoyed about something and we're just looking for a way to get to that place so that we have a right to be angry or to have judgment or to be upset. And, and when we don't correct that, we go, I don't really want to feel that way. I, I actually want to feel uplifted. I want to feel. And so now that's where I'm kind of attaching my rubber band to. And so now I'm going to start interpreting things and, and inviting forward. Just my natural energy is going to invite forward more support. It's going to fight, invite forward more um, you know, opportunities to feel that way because I'm going to take what's happening around me and utilize it to get there. But if my goal is to be angry or blamey or in victimhood, I'm going to utilize what's happening around me to get there. And so we need to know what our goals are and we need to know what our partner's goals are. And they need to align because when we're playing two different games and trying to pull ourselves to do two different places or both pulling ourselves to a negative place, you know, it's it's uh, um, like, you know, where is it that you're really trying to go? And that's a great question to ask ourselves. And it takes a very honest answer because it's sometimes we don't like what we see. Right. The reflection in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, do you have any last words of wisdom on, I could talk about relationship for hours, but I, I won't take up. Yeah. All yeah. You know, you. I, can't, I can't wait to go back and listen to this. <laughs> I have no idea what I said the last uh, <laughs> This could be useful for where you're at. I, I know. I'm like, See? thank you for tapping into all this. Like this will be really helpful for me. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that um, there, there's a, where did I see this sculpture? It's, I think it's somebody's background. Um, yeah, I have no idea where it is. It's like this wire sculpture of two adults sitting back to back, looking away from each other with their hands in their heads, like they're both upset. And on the inside of the sculpture is two little kids facing each other, you know, with their hands against the, the two people's backs, like trying to connect. And it's such an incredible sculpture of, of this, this, um, you know, this vision of like, you know, adults, we get caught up in our hurtness and our, but there's this little part in us, you know, that just wants to love and be loved. And, you know, we lose track of that. And, uh, and, and I, I, it's such a, I wish I could remember where I saw it, because it, it's got to be in one of my clients' backgrounds, because <laughs> it always stands out for me. Um, but it, but that idea of, you know, again, where, where's our agenda? What is it that we're trying to feel? Can we get in touch with that little kid? And again, we have to be careful when we do that, not to just self-sacrifice and just go, okay, well, I'm going to ignore that. I'm not going to, um, you know, hold accountability here. But when both people are in touch with what we truly want with each other, or, you know, whether it's a business relationship or, or a friendship or an intimate relationship, you know, it's that same piece. What is it that we're, what is our goal? What is it that we're trying to come together with? And when we can keep that ever present with us, the other stuff, you know, feels a lot less personal. And, uh, you know, the moment that, you know, somebody decides their agenda is actually to poke or hurt, um, you know, like they're not playing that game. And so, uh, 
you know, it, it, I think there's just so much, uh, it's, it's funny, like, as much as I don't know what we talked about, I feel like there was so much wisdom that came through to, to really sit with it and, and go, you know, how do I want to show up in a relationship and how do I want to, you know, that, that partner selection, you know, what is the bar that I set? What are my deal breakers? Um, you know, how am I growing and how am I holding space for my partner to grow? Um, and you know, that can be, ha that can happen just as much while we're single as it can while we're in relationships. Um, because it's about resolving what's inside of ourselves. And a lot of what we're resolving inside of ourselves is actually about resolving relationship stuff or dynamics that we've experienced in the past, traumas we've experienced in the past, betrayals we've experienced in the past, or support we've experienced in the past, and really letting that all move into a place of resolution for us and not being stuck in it anymore. Um, because the moment that it's not um, resolved, like it, it, it surfaces in relationships, and we can see it again as another opportunity to resolve it, or we can see it as a, you know, and again, both parties is, makes it a lot easier when both parties see it that way. Um, but if we, uh, you know, if we see it as uh, a chance to go to battle and to feel angry and to reinforce that old trauma or that old coping mechanism, um, that old anger, you know, of course, that's what's going to happen. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's uh, you know, we, we can blame relationships um, um, or we can move into this curiosity, this personal growth and, uh, and set ourselves up for beautiful things that will also not just be Disney, that will also have their blowups and their challenges and, and, and all of that as well. So really, really beautiful conversation. Thank you, Janine. My pleasure to interact with you, David. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go watch this. <laughs> I, I, we're going to have to do part three, like relationships with friendships and mm, i like that i like that yeah 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 absolutely yeah the stuff already coming in so yeah let's do it for sure we'll do it. so thanks so much for listening to obviously this was at least a two-parter i have no idea how long we've been going but uh, but fantastic stuff and thank you for guiding us janine and bringing such great questions and your own insights too it's always it's always an honor thank you david all right well y'all have a great week we hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast and if you did, please subscribe so you can catch the next episode. If you want to learn more about the Aligned Living System and how it could support you in your life, check out davidwaldus.com. <laughs>